So this is episode 15. Yep, the podcast. big one, five. Did you think we'd get to 15? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Yes. Did you? Yeah, of course. Hmm. I, I think at one point you didn't think we would get to episode one. That is definitely true. Yeah, because yeah. was it over three years ago I wanted to start it? Yes. I mean, I knew once the train left the station, there was no stopping it. I just, you know, you have a lot of ideas and not all of them leave the station. So. No, no. But I could tell for those first couple of years as I was talking about it, your eyes would just gloss over and you were like, yeah, this is one of those things that's not going to happen. It wasn't so much that I didn't think it was going to happen as I like wasn't particularly excited about like being on camera and like all that. So. And but here, yes, you, here you are. Here I am. But there was definitely, yes, for sure, some eyes glazing over. Yeah. But in the beginning. are you glad we did? Super. All right. So episode 15, we had Joseph. He owns Creative 7 Designs here, offices in Redlands. They have an office in Texas, too, that handles a lot of their website development. But they do everything from social media, marketing and management, to website designs, to logos, graphic design, Um Really cool business. He said, how long are they? Eight, 18 years? 18 years, 18 yeah. years ago they started it. He's from here, actually up in the mountain, Green Valley. Um, but like I said, their office is here in Redlands. So they work with a lot of different industries and clients from nonprofits to attorneys to small businesses. Um, but it was a, a really good conversation. We kind of t- talked through th- where we are right now in terms of the, the climate with COVID and businesses and, and how they changed and how marketing is kind of in this weird place right now of changing and pivoting and um, talked about social media management. So if you're, especially if you're a small business or you're trying to manage your own personal social media and you're being really intentional with it, we dove in a little bit to kind of frequency of posting and what that looks like. So a lot of information we really dug into. Yeah, it was good. Super informative and interesting to get kind of a, the, other side of the curtain of a lot of things that we're involved in on a day-to-day basis yeah and this one this one really kind of with our goal of this podcast is to take the the creative aspects that people have and then the entrepreneurial spirit and when those two things collide with creativity and entrepreneurship and creating a business um, it's a perfect example um, of that today so we had a great time sitting down with joseph and hearing his story and what they do and we hope that you enjoy watching it or listening to it as well this is the create podcast well thanks man for coming in yeah no problem my pleasure podcast appreciate it yeah um when i moved in so our studio here is at redlands mill um here in redlands and uh saw your sign out front when we first moved in creative seven designs right yeah yeah um so how long have you had that what's what's kind of yes yeah, so creative seven it. designs has been in business for 18 years uh, we've been here and had actual physical offices in redlands for well in the redlands mill now for about 10 years 10 That's years awesome. okay. yeah yeah so i found the company in 2002 started out as a graphic design agency and just sort of evolved from there uh, to kind of what we are today um we've been in you know three different offices in this building as we've grown yeah and it's been really thrilling to have a great team and to uh see growth and to help companies with their websites and marketing yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah so is that kind of your bread and butter yeah websites and marketing are like kind of the key two areas that we focus on you know and then of course as a result of that we get you know the the logo design the banner design the business cards things like that you know stuff that they need in addition to to the two core functions that we do so we do have a graphic designer on staff and stuff like that as well yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah, we did. We did the whole 
this is our second office here. So the first one was a little bit smaller than the closet at our house. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I hear you. Basically, ya. just fit me in there. Yeah. Um, so this is our. We couldn't even have this desk. This desk didn't. No, the desk literally there. didn't even fit yeah. in that. It yeah. Like, it was. Yeah. Open the door. I'm like, wait, is this a closet? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you guys we start, all start in the closet somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys start somewhere. Yeah. So, are you from Redlands, or where? where uh, I actually from? live up in Green Valley Lake, up in the mountains. Oh, you so, do? So up towards Big Bear. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. So, did you grow up up there? Yeah, or? I grew up up there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Went to Rem. Uh, homeschool, actually. Okay. Yeah, and grew up grew up at a Christian camp, actually, uh, at Calvary Chapel's Christian camp. My yep. dad's the director there. Your dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the director there, and still is. And how uh, long has he been the director? He's been the director now for eight years, but then he was assistant director before that for like 20-something years. So okay. I grew up at camp. Yeah. Okay. yeah That's the best. Yeah. Uh, moved the company down here where there was, you know, a little better, obviously, economy, clients, things like that. Yeah. Be in town here. So. Yeah, I'm very familiar. I, I grew up going to Harvest. Oh, cool. Um, and then I actually went to Coward Chapel Bible College. You probably went to camp there once in a while, too, yep. maybe. <laughs> when, the, when the college moved to Marietta, oh, cool. I was like first class when it left Twin Peaks to went over there. Oh, right on. Um, right I actually on. lived cool. up there for that purpose. I lived yeah. in Running Springs for a while, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I was working at Rem of the World Community Church in Running oh, Springs. Awesome. Like, long time ago, late small, 90s. Yeah. Small world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you probably know uh, um, Kelly Washburn. Washburn know? sounds the, very familiar, but um, uh, I can't no, remember their last sure, name. Not really, uh, she worked at the camp for, I think, I think... I think her husband worked there, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, cool. So you, what year did you graduate high school? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I'm I'm so old now. <laughs> um, whatever, eighteen years ago is. Uh, I guess ninety eight, <laughs> ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm yeah. ninety four, so yeah, you're young, younger than me. Yeah. That's, yeah. So how did you, how did it first start? Like when you did you did you go to school after high school or? No, you know, actually, I was kind of self made. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got out of high school, was working at the camp and stuff, and it's like, you yeah, know, I like this, but it wasn't really what I, you know, wanted to do, you know, this yeah. career necessarily. And about. I sort of thought a lot about where the world was going. And of course, then it was like the baby internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just a couple of years, I mean, we had the internet for a little while, but I mean, nobody had websites or yeah. very few. And, you know, good old AOL.com was your yep. main go to and all that stuff. And I thought, you know, I'm going to get into design and mark and websites and stuff. And so, uh, that's how I started out. I that's just amazing. got me a computer. It started freelancing from home and family and friends, you know, business cards, things like that, whatever I could find. Uh, and it, it was a journey to get to the point where you hired the first employee and, you know, kind of get out of that freelance mode and more into business owner mode and things like that. So it was, yeah. it was a journey, you know, uh, but you know, it's great now. It's, you know, a lot of been put into it and, and now I'm finally feel like I'm actually got a company. So <laughs> it's cool. It feels yeah. legitimate. Yes. 18 years later. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It took that long, but it's okay. What was so the, did you, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. you go. We're going to fight over who's. Oh question. yeah. What was like the first kind of milestone that you noticed? Like where, yeah, I think the milestone for me was actually getting the first office here in 2000 and I guess it was about 2010. Okay. Yeah, you know, and just kind of getting out of that. I'm the guy at Starbucks, you know, yeah. meet me at Starbucks to talk yeah. about your project <laughs> kind of a thing. It's so huge. Um, uh, but I think the biggest probably milestone then after that was just getting the first employee. Yeah. yeah. You know, and going, okay, you know, I'm tired of working 100 hours a week. I need to figure out a way to not work 100 hours a week. And so that was, you know, getting the first person in there and just uh, going, okay. I could use more of these people, you know. And, <laughs> this was and life changing. That. So I think that's really some of the key milestones. 
you know, uh, other key milestones, I think, is just kind of getting to the point where you're actually making a reasonable living, too, right. you know, and you're while you're able to take good care of your employees, which yeah. is also, I think, a really, really critical part of that. Um, uh, one of the things that I really, really try to do is take really good care of our people. And, and that's really important to me, if not the number one thing. Yeah. Uh, without the people, without the team, uh, you really, really don't have an organization or a company that's that's good. So, well, especially yeah. working with creatives also that you yeah know, like it's i think it's just a different rhythm of care you know like because they need like i've been a photographer for 20 years and had employees and you know it's just a different rhythm you know we also own own cold stone creameries and those employees needed very different things than you yeah know, like our and photographers a, and needed. of course they're all individual and, and, you know, and just trying to create a good, healthy team atmosphere and, and cater to the individual is, yeah, it's something you've got to do. It's, it's important. It's critical. Yeah. Um, uh, while also keeping the healthy boundaries in place, like, hey, there's a job to do. Right. You know, and, hey, uh, these are the company policies and, and these are the things that we do and say. So, and oh, then yeah. and that's paying all, all the bills. All stuff you learn. And, yeah, the paying of the bills, yeah, we just kind of hope that happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> keep, it's been an interesting year Yeah. for us. You know, our industry is down 30 or 40% right now. Wow. And, um, but we're not alone, Right. you know, in that. Uh, but I will say, like, last month, six weeks or so, uh, you know, we've seen, um, you know, some growth there and, and just kind of seeing – businesses coming back to life and and you know some new opportunities for us and things like that but uh yeah it's been really really wow what an interesting year for for all of us really yeah. right something yeah. i don't think anybody saw come like i think we were all so excited like 2020 is going to be such a unique year and oh yeah and of course we set no out the idea. year as a company just having a lot of goals you yeah. know and um boy we're just all trying to survive. We're just now. trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As are as are so many of us, and uh, and, and some of us, you know, uh, we have a lot of clients that they didn't. They're not gonna. They didn't. They weren't able to weather the storm. Yeah. They, you know, and and that's really sad. <laughs> um, it, that's hard for us uh, seeing them. You know, not being able to like, help them. Yeah. But just knowing, you know, most small business operates on the edge. Yeah. Y you know, there's not a lot of free leeway there. You know, and I think that's probably something that, you know, your listening audience really, th you know, it's a, it's a good thing to think about is like um, most small business is not like, you know, rolling in the dough or, you know, like that. They, they're they're month to month or week to week even. And, and for something like this to happen is devastating. But in that, though, there's been opportunity too. you yeah. know, with what we do with websites and marketing and stuff like that. There's some opportunity there for businesses, too. Yeah. Um, it, it The key is we're already writing the playbook. And the fact that um, it's going to be different for everybody. What are those opportunities? You know, where's that vacuum that you can try to fill? Yeah. And be creative about it. Are you guys feeling a shift um, from people utilizing websites, kind of going more towards apps or social media? Or they're needing different, are people's needs kind of shifting? Yeah. So obviously, even before COVID, the world was very digital, right? Right. And, and I wouldn't say like that we were all digital all the time, but very digital yeah. um already i think covid pushed it just way 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 expedited the full digitization of let's For say sure. society For of, sure. of the world right like where i mean people stop meeting in person and you know everything's being done digital even from a meeting standpoint and yeah. i even got clients now who a lot of them they just want to zoom 
they right. they don't want to meet in person anymore. Right. You know, and so yeah, I would say it, it's been a radical acceleration, you know, of what was already coming to a point where I don't know if it's that great, you know. Yeah. I, I I like to meet with people in person and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, so so yeah, to answer your question, I think it's just expedited. And and as far as user behavior goes, we were already kind of looking for everything online, right? I mean, right. especially in America, like we were kind of already doing that, but I think we're doing that in ways well beyond what we were doing before. I mean, especially from like shopping habits and commerce Huge. and like e-commerce and things Huge. like that where, you know, I used to go to farmer's market to maybe buy a painting or, or something, you know, here in Redlands. We haven't had farmer's market for, you know, seven months. Yeah. So where are they going if they want a painting? Well, they're going to go online. They're going. So I would say consumer behavior has changed significantly, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why you see shipping, you know, places are like, you know, months and weeks and weeks behind. Yeah. I mean, right now you can't buy furniture and like actually like get like what you want, like in most cases, because yeah. there's nothing left. Right. Like, because everyone's at home, they're buying new furniture, you know, right. and so that's a perfect example. <laughs> they're of like, I'm like, sick of everything here. Everything's being shipped. You know, I had a shipper from Home Depot tell me, oh, yeah, I drop, you know, normally I just ship, you know, I have a I have a truckload of construction material, right? And I'm dropping it off at a job. But now I'm delivering like two pieces of pipe to Bob and I'm delivering four <laughs> cases of water to Susie. Yeah. And he's delivering all of this stuff. You know, so it, yeah, it's radical change. Yeah. Um, you know, and and studies are showing too. This is an interesting study that like twenty five percent of people will stay this way. Like yeah. they're yeah. not going to go to back to any kind of normal. Yeah. Another twenty five percent have discovered, oh, they like it. Yeah. yeah. They actually kind of like like it, and so they choose to still keep half of it. And only about fifty percent of us are kind of like we'll go back to total normal. Right. So yeah. when you think about that for business or for anything, you have to think, okay, well, well because this is the case, like what, what I'm saying is like for restaurants, by way of example, even though when they get to open completely up, they need to keep their curbside. Right. They need to keep their contactless, um, you know, delivery. And right. they need to keep all those things that they didn't have before. Yeah. Because guess what? 25 to 50% of their customers have changed the way they live forever. Well, it's just an expectation. There. We had this happen yeah. last night. It was kind of funny um, where I had a deadline and, you know, I'm like trying to get stuff done and he's headed home from here. We live in Riverside and he's like, how can I help? I was like, can you just pick up dinner? And, you know, we have we have six kids. We have four still living at home. And, you know, normally it would be like me, like texting him, you know, what each kid wanted and then, you know, we have one kid. We have two kids that don't eat dairy, so no sour cream, and it's it's mm -hmm. a whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I just got on the Del Taco app and plugged in everybody's like little yeah. quirky opinions about everything. There's a lot more everything. options now. Yeah, that's something where I'm like, this is amazing. I can be super explicit, meticulous without him having to at the drive, <coughs> you know, screaming through the drive-through window, no sour cream, twenty times. Yeah, and yeah. then on my end, like I just go through the drive-through and up to the speaker like you know mobile order for marissa drive right up to the window and they hand it to me it was, yeah it was amazing yeah. yeah and so while some of that stuff did exist before we weren't using i wasn't it, using it stuff not like only that were we not all. using it's it pushed people um, to use that they didn't have all their options there it was right. like their menu and like yeah. you might oh here's a space for notes like if you want to put some notes right, and half right. the time your notes would get missed 
yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But now, of course, like, yeah, the apps have been like. They're so dialed in. It's amazing. Every feature you could think yeah. of, add-ons, yeah. takeaways. Do you have some, you know, and, it, and so, yeah, they've had to do that by way. I mean, I don't know how some of these companies, like, are continuing to stay in business. Like, yeah. Uh, we we try to go out to eat or support you know folks or whatever if we can and it's like, how's your day been? Well, uh, an average day for us used to be five thousand a day and now it's eight hundred a day. Yeah. And I and and I'm like, how are you doing that? Well, we have seventy employees that aren't working. Yeah. You, you know, and stuff <clears throat> like that, and and so getting really creative with how um, how you can do business. But I even we were at Red Robin last night and I'm going, okay, they've only got about like fifteen tables out here. Like, how are they even staying in business? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really like wondering. Like, well, I think places how... are doing a ton of curbside and yeah, DoorDash they are and a ton. Yeah, we, it's just been at... a little bit of a sh- it's shift. It's it was amazing. probably yeah. it's probably a month ago now, but we had called in an or we were trying to call in an order to Chili's um, to pick up, and the phone's just ringing, 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 ringing. So I'm like, well, let's just drive over there and walk, go in curbside, and so the I app walk wasn't in. Letting us order, we tried to use that. The app, app wouldn't let us order. The mm-hmm. phone is ringing, ringing. Um, so I walk in and there's like a ton of people in there Employees. and there's a girl on the f- standing at the phone and she's like, thank you for gone chilies. We're not taking orders right now. I'm so sorry. Thank you for gone chilies. We're not taking order. Yeah. They were, they had so many orders wow. they were, and they that had they the, had to stop taking the orders. The totality wow. of the inside of the, so they had like a tent set up outside where you right. could like outside eat. So inside the restaurant, they had cleared all the tables. You know how when you go into a Chili's, there's like the big bar and then there's yeah. usually tables all around. They had cleared out all the tables. They had like big six foot Costco tables, like set up all in it, and just employees like doing prepping stuff. to go orders and just like so. It's interesting, you know. Like I, I feel like companies that are like taking the information in of the changes and pivoting are doing doing They're it. Be They're okay. getting it yeah. done, and I think it depends on the product into. It's, overall in whatever industry it is like does that product fit what people's needs right. and wants are right now well, like there's some things that like, uh, that like it was their time you yeah. know like jc penny sears yeah some of them there. were already really close anyway right. you know and but you're right though i think the companies that had have been able to shift through this and they're still companies trying to figure it out right I mean, from for even our own company, it took a couple of months to really sort of go, okay, how do we navigate this? You know, not only for ourselves but for our clients. Right. I mean, here we went from where we're all used to working in the office together, to all working remotely and different personality types and things. Like, not everyone works well at home, right? Or you can it's even so have the true. discipline to do so. Yeah, I think more um, more do not than do. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. Um, it really, really interesting, you know, and for us, you know, the ones that we have seen that have unfortunately been hurt the most are kind of the really the more specialized types of businesses where they have a really small niche market right. already. And like uh, we had a surrogacy center that was one of our oh, clients, you know, as my way of example. Um, I mean, that it just went right. away. Like, right. yeah. I mean, it wow. just literally went away, you right. know, and there's not a lot that they could do about that, you right. know? Um, uh, but navigating as a business owner from a marketing standpoint, you really, really have to change the way you think about your doing things, you yeah. know, especially if you were relying on walk-in traffic or relying on just word of mouth and stuff like that. I mean, now people are really tired of zoom meetings. Like, Oh, yeah. so tired. They don't want to. So tired. They don't like, 
they don't, you know, I'm going to have a webinar about, uh, you know, business consulting. Yeah. Well, guess what? The business owners are tired we are saturated. of like doing webinars and Zoom things. Yeah. And where maybe you would have had 50 people come to your webinar a year ago, yeah. you're going to be lucky if you get five. Right. Yeah. Well, especially those of us who are navigating children who are on then Zoom all day, like don't they're even at home and they're not in school. I don't want to talk about trying, Zoom. Yeah, I know yeah. that's a whole nother. That's, that's a whole a, situation. That's a whole situation. Difficult. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. it's just uh, not the same. I mean, yeah. even like with this yeah. podcast, like we literally started it in COVID, and you mm -hmm. know, at the beginning we were doing some Zoom. So we've done some Zoom. We've done some in person. It's just there's no comparison to yeah. doing it over Zoom versus in person. And I consume a ton of podcasts. And even some of my favorite podcasts, some of them now, some episodes are Zoom, some are in person. And some of the Zoom ones, I'm like, I won't even watch because I just, unless it's somebody I'm really interested in. Sure. Because it's just, sure. just not the same. But it's yeah. the one thing I've been watching through COVID is what you were talking about before as far as kind of this acceleration that's happened. It's almost, you know, you're talking about, it's like, the fast forward button was pressed in so many ways yes. and that's not going back. Yeah. Like I think we've talked about it here before, like with September 11th and not being able to go, you know, being able to go to the gate at an airport before like, well, that just never went back, you know? Right. And, and it, so it, how many it, things, and it won't yeah. go back. And I think there's something to be said about the new normal, but there's aspects of it that I don't think need to be the new normal, but right. we don't need to get into that, but yeah. it's, yeah. um, it's unhealthy. Yeah. It, it, more unhealthy to not be going back to things like usual than it is to, to kind of stay this course, I think, for business too. Yeah. Um, uh, it's tough. It's a hard it's deal. Tough. Yeah. So, with you guys, so you do you, you websites, logo design, graphic design. Do you guys do social media? Are you yeah, that's the marketing well? side. So, we, you know, we have a web team and a marketing team. Uh, our web team is actually out in Texas, believe it or not. Oh, cool. um, uh, that we have an office out in Texas, and that's where our web team uh, works out of. Uh, and then our design and marketing team is here in Redlands. Okay. So we have content writers, designers, people who deploy the marketing and things like that. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And so we do that side of things. That too is is now that we've gone even more digital and I'm going to say more digital because we were really so digital before, but even more so digital, there's so much out there. That's like, how do you create messaging that will actually like rise above or actually like get noticed or actually be part of what is, um, recognizable Memorable. and actually functional because, you know, let's say maybe, um, 20% of a certain sector was really good at their marketing, you know, and so they were doing it and they were being really successful. But now the 80%, other 80% of their sector has had to join them right. in the same places. Right. So now you have 100% of the uh, boutique kids stores and they're all in the same space and they're all trying yep. to get curbside business or delivery business or whatever, what, what have you. Yeah. So now they're all there. And so the value has gone way down, right? Because it's like conversion rates are, you know, you know, retail's doing great in general, yeah. especially like Amazon. Right. But but for the mom and pop retails on State Street that didn't have anything before and they're trying to catch scrambling. up. Scrambling. They're scrambling to try to catch up to sort of like, oh, hey, we could do this and we could do that. Um, uh, there are they they still have an uphill uh, mountain to climb because consumer 
businesses should have been thinking about changes in the consumer behavior before this happened. Right. Like, yeah. And if they hadn't addressed changes in consumer behavior before, they're having to catch up for years of not. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I think that COVID was an accelerant, but it's, it, it just accelerated what was already happening. It's not like it cha- radically changed what was happening. It just, I think, made it happen faster where, yeah, they should have been kind of adjusting and figuring things out previously. Well, and it's such a life lesson, too. Like we were our friends on Delia's uh, Grinders in Riverside, which is a family business. It's their third generation now um, <clears throat> with two locations. And they instituted their online ordering ordering in January before COVID. Like they didn't have so online they, ordering yeah, before that. They had just done it. They had just just they were, done it. And uh, they're they're Les actually Ranch, the same thing, had like launched their curbside pickup on like March fourteenth or yeah. something. Like it went live on March fourteenth. Well, Delia's, I think it was if it was last month or the month before, had their biggest month ever. And they've yeah. been around since what, the forties or fifties, like because they were Yeah, and of it, course then there was a bum rush on like app developers and you on um, yeah. services like Zoom and things like that where yeah. it took a little while for capacity to catch up. Oh yeah, like you know, even we started this, like I said, like right as COVID was starting yeah. and we yeah. we were we used to live out in North Carolina. We're from here, but we moved back here. We were going to do this there. So we had two of these mics and then um, we decided once COVID hit like we kept putting it off with let's just let's just launch this thing yeah so we needed a third mic so i'm they were i literally They're couldn't gone. find one they were gone right everywhere right i just got that yesterday Webcams, mics, yeah everything <laughs> and toilet paper yeah yeah and, well and then and toilet paper <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it was like everybody was basically you know having the same thought pretty so. good day to be in certain industries right? i suppose yeah i wish i had a little zoom stock or, <laughs> or something clorox. <laughs> right clorox stock yeah. no kidding but you don't know. I mean, from you day to day. And of course, today we yeah. heard, uh, you know, uh, President Trump and Melania tested positive for COVID, I right? Yeah. So they're yeah. on their quarantine. Our our own president's <laughs> on quarantine now. Yeah. So fun stuff there. Yeah. You know, so we just don't know from yeah. what what the day is going to bring. Well, and you don't know, like, what's going to be out of stock or it's just like. Yeah, it's been such a Yeah, it's coaster. weird. You go into the store and it's like, why is that shelf empty? Yeah. Like, I couldn't find, huh. like. <laughs> Our kids really like like the raw tortillas that you. Oh cook yeah, that fresh. you cook fresh. Yeah, they're amazing. Couldn't find them. I wonder, for like it, a month. I'm like, what? Why are we having a problem in the tortilla supply chain, guys? Supply chain. Yeah. In California. Throw yeah. Me a bone. Very very strange. Just weird. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. Yeah. So do you guys with your marketing side? Do you do social media management for companies as we well? We do. Yeah, yeah. We have quite a quite a, a laundry list of like different types of clients that we do social media management for. Like such yeah. as, you know, we Redlands Ranch Market. They're they're a big client of ours. We do a lot of their social media marketing and management. We have uh, Rains Erickson over there in the city building. Uh, you know, law firm. Yeah. Uh, we have some printers. I mean, we have kind of a wide range of clients that we serve on their marketing side of things. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, what is good. your, I know you have the office in uh, Texas yes. as well, but your staff here, what what does that look like? How many people so, do you guys yeah, have? The, the staff here is six full-time people, including myself. Yeah. Um, so a full-time like company assistant, full-time graphic designer, full-time writer, full-time uh, manager, sort of director of the whole marketing team. Uh, then a marketing assistant here. Um, and then in Texas, we have uh, our vice president of the company, Shane, who is also the lead web developer. And then he has a team of five guys Nice. Uh, that work for him. What 
what have you seen? I've we started to touch on it before, but I've been curious, especially the last year or so. Where where do you think we're going with websites? So, like for example, we our main gig is we run a we do a, a real estate magazine that we publish, mm-hmm. and we did that in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We had a we started that five years ago, and we started it. We had a website, and obviously we were a printed magazine. We have a digital component, which is an app. But when we started it here, I'm like, I haven't even touched our website. I yeah. know every industry is different. Yeah. For some, if you're selling a product, you need a website. Sure. But I'm curious where you see that going with websites and apps and and mm-hmm. like for social for media. us, we needed a website five years ago. Since we're not selling a product, yeah, everything's on social media for you us. You know, so ten years ago, about the time we got the office here in Redlands, you know, consumers about 80% of the time we're using a website as a part of their judgment process of whether or not they would do business with you. Yeah. yeah. So That's 10 years ago, that 80%. Was, yeah, I'd say about 80% or so. That was yeah. part of their cause that was part of their decision-making journey, right? You know. Yeah. But we fast forward to 2020 and that's dropped in the range of 40 or 50%. So consumers are making decisions based on reviews and social media and all of these other things. And so the 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 I would say the the validity of a website in the decision making process has gone down quite a bit, you know, like fifty percent. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's down to forty, fifty percent, and I think that will continue. I mean, at some point, it's gonna probably level out. I, I suspect it'll level out around the forty percent, you know, range somewhere. But because people are just using all these other things. Now that being said, like if you don't have a website, the perception is is that like why why are you even legit right, right like right. it's like are you it used to be like the business card right it's like are you even legit <laughs> if you don't have a website yeah. so as a business you still absolutely have a website you have to because that's like are you legit or not like that's yeah. question one um uh but the value of that website as far as your roi and your conversion and stuff is only half of the puzzle well and i think it depends on what type of business you have and what it you does have. as yeah. a photographer like I started as a photographer in 2002 like I totally have like the most vivid memory of like creating my first website in 2002 for my photography business and we like lived and died by those yeah back in those days because yeah. there was no that was the only way that you were getting images in front of people's right eyeballs right but now today like there's no way I could be updating my website quick enough to compete with social media. It's just like such an interesting, right. you know, like your first place you're going to put your work or your photography yeah. is going to go straight to social, social media. media all the time. Well, and with Google and sort of the way that Google owns the world for the most part, it's like consumers are not even clicking past that first page right. it's just to a landing make page. a decision. They're literally right. going, Oh, creative seven designs has the most reviews and, and, and they have the, you know, and they're five stars. Okay. Right. And do they, they just, have a website? Click. They click to call. No, they, that's the thing. They don't oh, even, they're not even clicking the website. They don't even go to the website. Yeah. They're literally going, I need a widget. Right. And they're looking at online reviews and they're going, okay, that company sells my widget. They have good reviews. Right. There's their phone number. I'm going to call click. them. I want to get my widget. Yeah. That's and what I do. And they haven't gone to the website. They yeah. haven't looked at social media. They haven't done anything. They've just... 
yeah. gotten their answer and yeah. they're moving on. That's yeah. what I do. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's what most of us do, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why I kind of talk about the website kind of only being 40 or 50% of what you need to be doing in right. order to, because you need to be doing online reviews and you need to make sure your location is right and you need to make sure that you're creating content and that you're on social media. Yeah. So there's... It's gotten more complicated. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, There's now a lot more boxes like, to check. posting once a week is not going to convert. Right. Or turn heads or, or you know, um, now you post on your, your page, for instance, you know, you used to most of your audience would see it. Well, now basically none of your audience sees it unless you pay for it. Right. right? right. And so there are all these challenges you know, that the business owners are facing in the sector right now and, yeah. and just <clears throat> biting the bullet to invest because, because now like five years ago, 500 bucks, you could do something online. Like yeah. you could actually like 500 bucks a month. You could actually like, yeah, get notice, somewhere. notice some ROI, notice some yeah. conversion. You know, we, we tell our clients now, if you're not spending 1500 to 2000 a month, yeah. like don't expect like this sort of like trackable ROI or this convert this great conversion rate right. or anything like that because we just can't do enough. Right. You know, to actually like make it viable and make it work. So that's kind of the challenge that, that business owners have is going, well, you know, in an already downturn economy, can right. I afford to do market? Do I have $2,000 yeah. to yeah, throw at that? to really market and do it right. You well, know, and don't so you think that challenge. part of that is kind of what you were saying before, that there's so much saturation that you're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to touch points, right? Ten years ago, decision making was like, you know, touch someone six to eight times and right. they make a decision. Oh, my gosh. It's four or five times that now. Yeah. You got to get in front of them 30, 40, 50, right. 60 times. Well, because if you're they looking even make yeah. a decision, I would say that the percentage is probably the same. But I think that we all have so many more like o- touch points o- in a day. And touch points yeah. and number of ads that you see every day and yep. all the the conversion process is way longer than it used to be. Yeah. Yep. You know, because we're not we're just the reason we're not making decisions as quickly is because there's so many options. Yep. And there's so much going in front of us all day, every day yeah. that you know, every third thing is an ad, right, on social media. And so you're seeing something. You know, and most of those are going to be ads that are chasing you around the internet. You yep. know, I, you were looking for a mic, you know, and now everywhere you go, that mic is showing up yeah. yep. in an ad. And and how many times, now you probably already knew, well, I want this mic and so I'm going to buy it. But how many times did you see it, right? And even after you bought it, you're still seeing the mic for weeks. Yeah. You're still seeing, you're still being touched, still being touched, yep. still being touched. Yep. Because, because marketers understand that. Guys, six or seven touches is just simply not enough to make that conversion. Uh, you know, we tell our clients the money's in the follow-up. Yeah, with if everything. You, if you get a phone call or an email from a potential client from the marketing that we do, if you don't follow up, mm-hmm. yeah, you cannot blame us for your lack of conversion. Yeah, yeah. Like because you have the the, the person who follow follows up will be the person that closes the deal. Always with yeah. everything. Yeah. When there's so many variables that go into that, you know. Did you follow up? How well did you follow up? Mm-hmm. How personable were you? Did you can like? There's just so many variables at that point. To yeah, whether, there really is, yeah. and it, that, and now even more so, giving that personal follow up and that personal touch is of value because people are being untouched, right? Because yeah. of COVID and because of what's going on, like, 
if you're that follow-up that can be personal and give that personal touch, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to win Yeah. because people are now really hungry or really longing for that personal so interaction. Much. And just authentic, you know, not yeah. the just like, you know. So much. Random, like randomly generated. You've seen that mic 50 times on your ad. Something right. that is intentional and personal and authentic. And Well, and when yeah. you experience it from a company, like it's so memorable and you tell people like I yesterday afternoon or no today's Friday. So Wednesday afternoon mm -hmm. I ordered these arms and that mic from sweetwater.com company out of, I yeah. think Indianapolis um, ordered it probably two, three o'clock and, and said, I can have it the next, I got it the next day at 10 o'clock. It was in my PO box, which was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. after I placed the order, I'd say 45 minutes to an hour after I placed the order, I got a phone call personal phone call from them live person said hey mark thank you so much for your order just want to go over it for you make sure we got it right this is what we're about to package and send out it was like such amazing customer service and then then i get the i get the box the next day the next morning practically and there's little cards and notes in it and candy package of candy just like little little yeah. touches that yeah very winning goes so far like i don't think i'll order anything from another place ever you know from that company because it's right is this they just got a customer <laughs> for life mm -hmm. by yeah. by those personal and by doing touches. a good job yeah, yeah. I, I still think that like doing it right is your best marketing that you can ever yeah. do it's just doing yeah, a good make, job make sure your clients are happy um you can't make everybody happy but yeah. no matter what business happen. you're in uh you're never going to make everybody happy uh what you know uh when you deal with hundreds of clients um a year yeah there are going to be a couple that no matter what you do they're not going to be happy and a lot of times that you... doesn't have anything to do with you or your yeah. product or it you know yeah. and that's okay that's okay yeah you have, to, you have to accept that um but no i love that example of customer service you know i i tell i've been telling people like something of value like uh, maybe when I write a proposal for a client that I really like, maybe I send them a dozen chocolate strawberries or send them something of value to just let them know. Yeah. yeah. You know, give that personal, that extra personal, a little bit of a touch. Yeah. You know, that isn't much, but the value that they take in it, especially now where, where there's just such a lack of that. Yeah. Um, uh, you're really going to have an opportunity to be successful for sure. Um, and you know, hopefully we open soon and some of this goes back to normal <laughs> for sure. Do you yeah. guys do <clears throat> app development as well? No, mm. you know, we have a couple app developers that we usually just send our people to like, Oh, Hey, you need an app. Um, talk to so-and-so, Yeah. you know, uh, there are a lot of great app developers out there. A lot of them, you know, are overseas. Yeah. Um, it's very expensive to get apps developed here. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, we, we just, uh, stuff that we don't do. We typically just, we, we, we partner with people or just to, Hey, go straight to this person, go to that yeah, person. Yeah. Cause yeah, we, we wanted to be really good at a couple of things. And if we, uh, try to like kind of, Oh, let's do this and let's do that. And that kind of like muddies the water for us being really good at, um, you know, a couple of things and we want to be good at a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause app development. We was four years ago. <coughs> excuse me with our magazine we knew we needed a, a digital aspect because we print it it's a physical copy that our um, recipients get yeah so i started i had actually had designed it i had the whole thing laid out and designed and and knew exactly you know every fonts and screen and text and um so i started searching for 
app developers. And I think my first quote was like $250,000 yeah, oh, yeah. To, to build this app, which oh, was yeah. like, yeah, I talk about sticker shock. I'm thinking, oh, maybe 20, 30, you know, thousand. Yeah. Which even that's a ton of, a, a lot of money actually. Yeah. But we went down a long journey of ended up finding a, a, a developer and actually partnered with him. And so it kind of became a part of the company and we, we actually sell the app to other publishers, but nice. It was like a yeah a three year process, you know. And yeah. me at the time, I'm like, this will take four or five months, yeah, you, you know, like six months. Um, but yeah, as I was curious if you guys are in that at all, because it's it seems like it's still like apps there's a small are gonna be, percentage of people that do it, and it's still have, really expensive. Apps are gotta have apps. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, but you gotta have a purpose for an app too. You know, like yeah. I mean, creative seven designs. I don't know why we would have an app. Right. You know, I right. can't yeah. really think of a really good reason off the top of my head. Has right to have now. a function. That's why we would have an app, and a lot yeah. of that does happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, apps are a huge replacement for websites too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Which but is what still, happened to us. You gotta us. have a website. Like yeah. you still gotta have a website. Even yeah. if you have an app, you know, people want to look you up online, and yeah. they can't find you. You know. How are you guys, um, how do you find most of your clients? Uh, they find us usually find online. Yeah. Like I would say probably 50% is referrals, you know, current businesses, things like that. And then we have a pretty good local and, and even national presence online. So people find yeah. us across the country yeah. online and stuff like that. We had a client that just hired us uh, out of Yukaipa And she said, well, the reason I hired you guys is because you had the best looking website in town. Like she, that's how she made the decision. Yeah. yeah. Like she looked at all of like the design companies in town and they were, she was like, well, yours was the best looking. And so I made my decision based on that. It's like going to get your hair cut. Yeah. You want to get not, I mean, not cut so much, but as a woman, when you go to get your hair colored, like, or purchase makeup, you're like looking at the person and you're like, I like your hair. Right. I will, I will let you do that to my hair. Yeah. So why you wouldn't hire a web design company that if you didn't like their website, right? Like yeah. or if it didn't look nice. Um, yeah. uh, and it's always a catch twenty two because you know how the gardener's lawn is usually the yes. most unkept. The photographer. <coughs> yeah. Well. Pictures. Y- yeah. Exactly. And you know, so the the web design company's website is typically very. Um, it's not what it should be. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things that we did a couple of years ago was, is we actually made ourselves a client of ourselves. That's so awesome. <laughs> creative seven designs is a client of creative seven designs. And what would we do for our clients? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we're a client of ourselves. That's awesome. That allows us to go, okay, we keep our website up, keep yeah. our marketing up, keep doing our stuff. Yeah. And we treat ourselves this like this is a our checklist because you won't do it. Yeah. You won't, you won't for do sure. it otherwise. And I think that's where like a web design company probably makes a mistake or a marketing company is like, Wait, look at their stuff. Oh, they haven't posted on social media in three years. <laughs> right. I'm not sure I'd want them. And they could be a great right. marketing company. Right. And I get it. So that's kind of something that we that's learned. So too. Smart. That's so smart. Which, yeah. you know, is a good thing for probably most business owners is, you know, like, like treat yourself like a client, you know, yeah. so that you can, you can accomplish and treat yourself the way that you want to treat yeah. your clients. You and know, be presenting really, yourself in a current really way. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Have absolutely. you, have you found that you guys have kind of slid into any niche of certain industries or kind of you more, know I, more so than others yeah i think a lot about that you know we serve a lot of the nonprofits here in town okay uh you know I, we love working with the nonprofits. they're on mission and i've always kind of thought that business should be on mission in some way and so that's a good relationship for us uh, we like doing marketing and websites and stuff for legal firms uh, you know that's something we have we have quite a bit of that um we do kind of serve a wide range of industries i i think we um i think our niche if you recall it a niche is 
the level and quality of service that we provide, yeah, which is above industry standard. And of course, that has everything to do with the team, and uh, you know, not just myself, but with the team that we have. Yeah, yeah. What um. So your your staff right now um are are they coming into the office or are you guys yeah, still remote? Yeah, we've yeah, we've been back in the office for months. Uh, you know, some of them were really wanting to come back into the office. Some are happy working at home. Uh, it just works better when we're in the office. Yeah, yeah. I think you know yeah. for our team and stuff. And and uh, it's just good for morale too to just have people together. Uh, I I saw there after about three months of working from home, at no fault of anybody, that it was getting hard. You know, just not having that team interaction. You know, I we had kind of like a communication curve where it was really really good the first month or two, and then that communication curve just kind of started to die. Yeah. And again, no fault of anybody. It just sort of this natural process of working from home all the time. I think it was a cycle we all kind of were going through. Yeah, I think we got back to work in June. Yeah. We're here. We're in the office most of the time. We're pretty flexible too, though. I mean, all of our staff works remote from time to time, anyways. So. Where do you see with you guys being like in it with social media? You mentioned before, like posting once a week is, you know, not going to cut it. Like, mm-hmm. and that this is always changing and it probably depends on what platform or, um, but the industry. C- yeah. With w- where do you see right now, like with social media and po- especially someone who's either small business and they're doing mm-hmm. it on their own, you know, like what, what do you guys see right now as, as the, the kind of the safe spot for uh, frequency of posting? You know, I would say, as continuous of conversation and engagement as possible. Yeah. And I know that sounds really crazy, but in order to to really, really get through it, you've got to be there and you've got to just yeah. keep being there and you've got to start conversation and you've got yeah. to, you've got to really, really keep be, being there. And for some businesses, that's really, really hard to do, not because of they can't do it. It's because it's hard to get the subject matter through, right? Others like restaurants or uh, grocery stores or food, anything related to food, right? People love food. It's kind of easy to create that engagement and do that. But but the plumber, on the other hand, right? Um, it's not quite as exciting, <laughs> and people aren't quite as yeah. as interested in, in you know in things like that. And so. Yeah. It's different for everybody, but I would just say, yeah, as continuous engagement as possible, what you're doing here is great. Um, and, and, and doing that and just being consistent at it and, and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will right. happen. Um, you know, Even if you're just a couple times a week and it's good content and, you, and you're doing some engagement, that will build over time, but it does take time. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you used to be able to just launch a website and you're on the first page of Google <laughs> overnight, right? Um, I mean, those days are long, long, long gone. But it was the yeah. same with social media. You used to be able to do that, and you were first, and everyone would see you, and that's gone too. So where's the next space, or where do we need to be, or what do we need to do? And that's the constant thought process that's going on in our office. Yeah. And for a yeah. company, with what you guys are doing is just so necessary because, like, we're at the point where we're running our social media, and we have a real estate magazine, we have a podcast, we do a vlog, and then our personal. So mm-hmm. I'm right now personally managing three Instagram accounts. And it's hard to spend three time Instagram on accounts and I'm trying to post every single day. Um, it's yeah, just, but it's hard. It's to hard. Spend. It's, it, it takes time and, and to be creative and to, you know, to, to yeah. put actual thought and intention into it. Well, and yeah. And that's where having an agency that does some planning for you and some help alongside of you. I yeah. mean, you know, we kind of call yourse- ourselves a marketing partner because it really is a, it is a partnership kind of a relationship where we can't do it without you, right? but we can, we can move the wheels, you know, where, where you can be the creative input, and all of that while we then um, execute, you know, yeah. so that you can think about other things. Yeah. But it's hard. 
and it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I imagine you guys with your clients, you probably have different degrees of level or some where you're we managing I mean, like I said, most I, of it to. We call everything under $1,500 a month an awareness campaign. Basically, we're yeah. giving you brand recognition. Right. You know, that's all we can promise, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, different audiences for different clients. And so we have to tailor those things custom too. Yeah. You know, where's your audience online? And how do we reach them? Those are the first two questions we ask. Because otherwise, why are we doing marketing in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so the, once you answer those two questions, then you figure out how, how yeah. you're going to do it. Yeah. Do you guys see any, you're looking at like social media platforms. Are there any that are newer that you guys are noticing right now? Or So we're branching out into a couple for some of our B2B, like Alignable, Nextdoor, things like that. Um, uh, you know, there are a lot of spinoff networks that are very niche. It could be appropriate for certain types of clients, you know, um, uh, but there's so much mud in the water now um, that a clear path forward is is very difficult to discern. I think, yeah, there's always new platforms, but where, why, and how, you know, some platforms we wouldn't use for some clients, some we would. But the other thing is, is people aren't really joining a lot of new things. Like they've got enough between their Facebook and their Instagram, and maybe yeah. their TikTok or whatever. <laughs> They're not doing much else. Right. It's like, oh, hey, I've launched this new great social media. Well, there's three and a half people on there. Like, we're not going to do marketing there, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's where we're at in the market is very interesting because it's like, where's the shift going to be? And how's it going to be? And I don't know that I have an answer for that right now. Yeah. Um, especially with COVID and stuff. It's like, but where? what's the next big thing, right? That's we got to ask ourselves. Um, and I... I don't think we know that right no. now and i don't think it's here yet whatever it is that's yeah. the next big thing I, yeah. I i don't know it feels um, like it there's gonna be a big shift well there though. is yeah. i there there is every couple of years right especially yeah. in digital and media and, and in technology there's these shifts right um but it's really hard to know like we used to be able to kind of predict two years out where we were going to be right now um Oh, it's it. There are some question marks yeah. there. I just to be honest, it kind of um, feels <clears throat> to me like with the like being in Southern California, like the San Andreas Fault, like we're overdue for like a yeah, big, a big it earthquake. Kind, right? It kind of feels like that for me for social media. I feel like we're overdue for a big a, shift, a big shake, yeah. shake up <clears throat> in it. And, and I agree completely with you. I, I just wish I had an answer yeah. that I could give you and go, oh, this is what it's going to be. <clears throat> I mean, we know that video is really important stuff like that, but really, what is what's yeah. going to be the next? You know, there's people talking about, you know, artificial reality and VR, virtual reality and things like that. But it's going to be a long time before there's mainstream adaption of a lot of that. So what is yeah. it? There's, you're right. I think there's going to be an earthquake. The real question is what? And it'll be interesting well, to we'll, have that conversation when, yeah. when it comes. We'll definitely find out. Yeah. We'll tell people where they can find you. What's the best spots for them? Sure, to... absolutely. I mean, you can just Google Creative 7 Designs. We'll be right at the top. It's pretty much everywhere you search, no matter where you're at in the world, basically, um, creative7designs.com. I mean, that's the best way. You can call us. You can email us. You yeah. can text us. You can uh, send a smoke signal and we'll respond. You know, you can pretty much, there's 900 ways Nobody to get a Nobody send yeah. any smoke signals in yeah, California you know, you're right, right now. No, you know what? No <laughs> smoke put it, signals. We have a moratorium. Uh, no smoke, smoke signals signs. in California. How about carrier pigeons, maybe? We'll take it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, there's like 900 ways you can contact us through your website, through our website. Uh, and so that's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, if you're seeing this show and you want to have a chat, we're happy to do that. Awesome. Thanks, man, for coming in. Yeah. It's great to Thank finally, you. I know yeah. we've talked here and there in passing, yeah. but good to finally click. So thanks awesome. A lot. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you.